A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. All right, well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. Welcome to another episode here of this humble little podcast that we call Connect Those Dots, and I am your humble host, Joe, and I have a humble guest with me today, second guest here on Connect Those Dots, the last prepper standing. I read your at on uh, Instagram. I kept reading it as the last pepper standing. So I kept uh, trying to find you. I was typing in pepper and I'm like, where is this dude? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely the, the last prepper standing. And I got a, a nice little spot uh, podcast myself. And I was inspired just like you by, by the InfoWars and wanting to get out there and get people uh, awake and prepared and have them connect those dots. Hell yeah, man. So yeah, before we get into it, where, where can people find your podcast, dude? So I'm on, uh, it's on Apple and it's on Spotify, The Last Prepper Standing Podcast. It pushes out automatically to all kinds of other um, platforms for um, podcasts, but I find that most of my uh, listens and everything come from Apple. So on, on iTunes or the Apple podcast thing, you can find on there, The Last Prepper Standing Podcast. And uh, I try to drop an episode weekly. I try to commit myself at least to a weekly episode. Thanks, man. That's awesome. So the last prepper standing podcast. Dot Connectors, check him out. And uh, he's a badass. And um, you talked about Apple Podcasts, man. I, I only do Spotify. So that's the thing. People keep keep telling me you should uh, I, I should get my stuff on Apple and stuff like that, too. So, you know, what? I might I might uh, take a page out of your book. Last prepper standing. Yeah, I encourage it. I mean, the the podcast was kind of going a little slow until I, I took the time to drop the RSS feed or whatever it is through Apple. And it's kind of got bigger since then, you know? Got you. Got you. I'm going to take that advice. And uh, if you're a podcaster too, uh, don't be like me and only stick to one platform, you know? <laughs> Branch out a little bit and it's going to get you more views. And uh, I, I got to take that advice for real too. So Lenny, t tell me about what sort of first red pilled you. What was your red pill moment? You take the red pill and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah, so I, I like to tell the story kind of that my, my genesis point was 9-11. But uh -huh. um, I always had kind of like the, the seeds of the conspiracy theories kind of around me growing up in the 80s around people who were war warning about like the un coming in and taking over the mm -hmm. globalist agenda and all that stuff i heard about that growing up and was around that um the the 90s militias and all that and you know that was kind of in my brain and then it just kind of you know when buildings are multiple buildings are falling at free free fall speed and uh 
it just was on from there. See, I was a I was a little lad when 9-11 happened. So I, I was like in grammar school and I didn't know what was happening to me. I was just like, oh, sweet. I get to leave home early. You know, <laughs> I didn't really realize the whole magnitude of it. But then when you look into it, you know, like Eddie Bravo says, when you look into it, when you look into it, you got to look into it, look oh. into it. You find some really crazy stuff, especially with 9-11 from Tower 7 to the Pentagon to i mean just the, the the first-hand accounts of all the people on the floor saying that the bombs went off and they heard the boom 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 i mean it looked like to me about 75 flights up below the fire i saw from the corner boom 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 because once the tower fell you heard Boom, 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 boom. And we heard this boom, boom, boom. They were playing yeah. take down a building. Boom, 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 boom. All the way down. That's what it was like. Boom, 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 boom. All of a sudden, it was like bang, 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 bang. Bruh. Really, folks, if you haven't looked into 9-11... You really should because that is a that is quite the uh, red pill moment, and uh, totally I, I can understand that for you, but for me, I was always sort of into conspiracy stuff, sort of on the periphery. You know, I always thought mm-hmm. of it as kind of like a fun novelty. I would enjoy Alex Jones when he would go on Joe Rogan. I would enjoy, you know, like watching those those YouTube videos of subliminal messages or watching those YouTube videos of, oh, we, we, we reversed a Tupac song and, oh, he's saying all these crazy things in reverse. You know what I mean? So they, that always had me on the periphery. But it wasn't until real uh, recently with the COVID stuff and especially the BLM riots that that really woke me up, that really springboarded me into this awakening process. And, you know, you're not the the first person I've talked to who said that the BLM riots really kind of um, triggered them. Like, what is going on? What's this agenda about? And just obviously being like a little bit of a, a different uh, age. That's interesting to hear because like to me that that 9-11, I was almost 18 at that point. So I was like, man, I'm really not trying to go to war, especially (laughs) especially over this. And I think people are seeing with that BLM is like, man, I'm really not trying to live in a the societal collapse. Like what's going on? You know what it was for me, man, was the hypocrisy of it all is that we're all locked down because of this pandemic. Okay. We're all afraid of this pandemic. Oh, it's going to kill you. Oh, if you get near anybody, all social distance, yada, yada. But then as soon as these riots happen, you see all the fake stream news. You see all the legacy media outlets. You see all the entertainment from the view to Howard Stern to the, the, the daily shows and the, the comedy shows, the late night shows. And they sit there and say, Oh yeah, B, the, the BLM riots are good. Oh, there's nothing wrong with them they're just destroying businesses they're just clapping people in the street they're just rioting all over the place but you can't open your business because of uh some pandemic but you can riot in the streets and while out to your heart's content yeah and uh make those no-go zones and, and start your own uh insurrection with that what was it Chaz or whatever they call oh it yeah, yeah. remember the Chaz? Dude, they had like they one night somebody talked about dropping bodies i think they fired fired over like a thousand rounds and killed a couple people trying to get into that that Chaz. Could you imagine if a, a right wing group set up like a because they were saying it was their own little country or whatever they wanted? Yeah, to call dude. It. I mean, like, imagine, imagine. And then the I, I remember what is the, the the mayor of Seattle? 
she was like, oh, it's the summer of love. Oh, they're having, they're just having <laughs> yeah. some fun. How long do you think Seattle in those few blocks looks like this? I don't know. We could have the summer of love. Oh, wild. I think the police chief there stepped down or, or stepped away. Yeah, they yeah, I know. Allowing Dude. him to do anything. And, you know, she had a 30 year, 20 year career, something like that. And just said enough. Like you said, the hypocrisy is, is hopefully that, you know, if you could wake up by seeing the hypocrisy versus having to wake up because you lost everything, that's a little bit better, I'm sure. So the sooner yeah. people can wake up and get prepared, um, whatever event causes it for them, the, the better in my mindset. And I agree with you, man. Like that's some of the, these blessings and disguises right here where, uh, you know, wh wh whatever it is, a vaccine mandate, and all these things that are having that are like happening around us and they they're, they're bad, obviously, but they're having a good effect because they're waking people up. And I can tell you from experience that I've been awakened to all of this stuff. And from there, from that fir first initial sort of red pill moment, just like in the Matrix, you see how far the rabbit hole goes. Yeah. And you know, if people are just tuning in, this is the first time they've heard this podcast. I encourage him to go back and listen to all your podcasts because given the, the short amount of time you're saying you've been, been awake, you, you connect all those dots very well and you explain it very well and you put it out in a, in a format that if somebody was just jumping in and it was the first time hearing it, it, it it's put together really well. And I think, you know, as us both have listened to Alex Jones, I think sometimes he, uh, he misses connecting those dots for people and just assumes those dots are already connected. But you're doing a good job of giving kind of the backstory and letting people in on, on how this all came about and why it's important. High praise right there from the last prepper standing, man. Oh, I love that, dude. Thank you. I'm going to clip that out and make a little uh, trailer out of that one. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, dude. But no, I, I, I'm with you because even though I'm like sort of recently awoken to this type of stuff, it's really just been like a download of information in the past two years. And you see how all of these things connect from climate change to transhumanism to the the, the COVID and, and the vaccines and the the uh, the trans agenda and uh, the, just the attack on knowledge you see right where it you all know that, that trans agenda is twofold too and a lot of people are kind of missing that i think they're getting real focused on the the sexuality of it but also the transhumanism is what they're exactly gatewaying. they're gatewaying all that to get you into the transhumanist agenda at exactly. the end of the day you and know that's what a lot of people don't realize man is like once they sort of blur the line of what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, then they blur the line of what it means to be a human being. About transgender, mm. where transgender becomes the dominant thing. No one can say anything about transgender, otherwise um, they're gonna get the wrath. If a teacher does, they're sacked. If a parent does, then they get um, hell to pay. And what, this is the sequence. Man, woman, gender, sex. Confuse, confuse confuse fuse one gender no gender that's the, that's the sequence and so what they're doing is they are scrambling systematically the kids perception of gender preparing them for the no gender human which is planned to happen in their lifetimes that's why they want the kids now and this is uh, why and how and I can speak for this forever but we, we won't in this one time um, this is why the 
propaganda about climate change is the propaganda about um, artific uh, artificial intelligence, is the propaganda about uh, transgender, is the propaganda about all these other areas that we've talked about. This is how they all connect. They're all moving to the same zero point of a completely transformed human society. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, I have to be honest, I don't know if I'll be able to sleep tonight. Like you said, blurring the lines, like I'm probably like far libertarian. I don't know where you stand on like the political spectrum. Like I don't care what adults want to do. I, exactly. I really don't. It makes no yeah. difference to me. But I remember um, people talking about the, the gay agenda and how that was going to blur the lines into the, the trans agenda, which when I was younger, I thought that was crazy. I thought it was like the most homophobic thing I've ever heard. Right. And it turns it turns out to be exactly that. Exactly. And then when you try to explain to people that, oh, yeah, this this is all just progressing to make us all like uh, cyborgs. Then they really think you're crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's I so know. Then, then, yeah. the, but then they won't realize it until until the chip is in their brain. Right, and it's it's going to be told it's the you're, it's the only way you're going to eat, the only way you're going to have housing. We need to track your carbon footprint and all this other stuff. Individual carbon footprint tracker. Many of these things will be built directly into our, our, our body. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. Uh, you know, even at the start of the lockdown, it's kind of hard to find those videos, but you can see them touting the um, positive effects the lockdowns had on the emissions. I know. Yeah, and exactly. The WEF put out a video. Oh, oh, the world is so calmer now. Oh, there's so there's less traffic and noise. Nature's so pleased that we're staying and locking ourselves in our houses and muzzling our children and scaring the hell out of everybody. Nature's so pleased. Mother Nature. And meanwhile, the WEF and the globalists and the whole Great Reset agenda doesn't give a shit about the climate. They don't care about nature. If they did, they would practice what they preach. Bill Gates would live in a cave. He'd wear he'd wear a, a, a whatever cavemen used to wear, like a loincloth. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'd plant his own food. He wouldn't fly around on his private jets. He would cut down his. If Bill Gates actually did that and practiced what he preached, I don't know if I'd join him, but maybe I'd at least respect him a little bit. Money. Hello, hello, hello. Uh-oh. Hey, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm here. You you uh you froze for a sec. Yeah, sorry about that. You start you, it's funny, man. I'm telling you, every time I'm recording, you start talking about Bill Gates, the the it the trips up, knows. dude. I, I the computer knows. <laughs> dude, honestly, that is so true, man. I did podcasts with other people, you know, like like Vin Dog Radio. As soon as I mentioned Gil Bates. The, the thing freezes up immediately down to zero. It's it's they I know that they have like trigger words because it's all their platforms, right? Exactly. Zoom. Trigger, yeah, they have some trigger words and then they start like, probably it sounds so crazy to say it, but it's probably what's happening. You know, the overlords <laughs> now the overlords are surveilling uh, this uh, podcast right now. Hi, let's wait. Right. Hi. Yeah, but that's I think what you're saying is like, you know, that's the hypocrisy of it all, like from the BLM riots to the way that these people who um say that they're about this green agenda live their lives they don't they don't practice what they preach in any way and that's you know and, that, and that's how you know um i forget exactly who who said it it's stanley monteith i believe is who the the person is and he's an old school um kind of person who was waking people up to these conspiracies but he says the solution to these problems 
are so simple. The fact that they're not happening is proof that there's an evil agenda. Yeah. So, so these people have the ability to, to solve all the problems in the world, but they won't and they don't because they have an evil agenda. And dude, I did an episode totally, I did a few episodes actually totally devoted to climate change and I went down the list. So the whole climate hysteria uh, initiative sort of happened in like the fifties and they were in the fifties. They were telling us how by the eighties, the entire Island of Manhattan was going to be underwater. And if we yeah, did so- something, yeah. If we didn't do something about, uh, they, they called it global, global cooling back then. And then they called it global warming. Uh, I grew then up they- going to school in, in California, in the Bay area, um, during all that time, you know, I thought all the whales were going to die. I thought all the rainforest were going were gonna to be gone and the whole planet was going to be destroyed because the rainforest was gone. I mean, that was the propaganda they were indoctrinating us when we were in school. And I remember how, how much of an effect that had on me. They had cartoons and Captain Planet and all that stuff to, to really get you worried about it. And Dude. then here we are. Here we are. You know, I'm almost 40 years old and none of that shit happened. Dude, but, Lenny, yeah, you're got- so right, bro. That's why they attack the children with it because they want to scare the shit out of the children. Like, oh, th- this world that you live on is going to be destroyed soon. If and if you don't do something about it, if you don't tell all the bad adults to stop doing what they're doing, then they're going to destroy the world. Man, I, I, that's so funny that you bring up Captain Planet. I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's a hero. Gonna take pollution down to zero. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man, they just, that was so, that's the whole agenda they had. And then I've done kind of like, not like deep research, but just really thought about it, like what they indoctrinated you with the school. So like before my generation, my parents and everything, right, they grew up um, kind of in that Cold War era where Russia was the boogeyman. My generation, we had terrorism as the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Like that never stopped forever. You thought there was a terrorist around every single corner, right? Yep, yep. Now, now these kids are growing up. There's a racist around every single corner. Yep. There, there's there's uh, white supremacists plotting to destroy America. Yep. And so they, they just keep you in this sort of fear, whether it's Russia, whether it's terrorism, whether it's your own countrymen, which I think is the most dangerous. You know, I think if you're going to indoctrinate your local population against a foreign enemy, then maybe that could be seen as better for the country and good for the country, having one common enemy. But when you flip it into your own self and your own people, that's how you destroy a country. And that's their goal, man. They want to get rid of America so badly because the globalists know, man, the globalists know that if they can destroy America, then that whole sort of idea of liberty and freedom, because America is the OG of uh, liberty and freedom. Yeah, we all know that. So the globalists, the one world government uh, singulists want to do away with America to show the rest of the world that, hey. It didn't work for them, and it's not going to work for you either. So submit to us, and we'll be your big daddy now. Right, and you know, they they, they so much are already in charge, and so much of that world agenda yep. and that one, one world homogeny that they want already exist is just really at the point where they just want to do it as, as a badge of a badge or a prize or a trophy for them. Mm-hmm. I, I think... I think uh, financially... They want to mount the head on the wall of America, yep. Exactly, because they, they already control all the systems. There's not a system they don't control, from from the food and water to the financial systems. They have already have control. They're just at the point where it's just, just like you said, a trophy. 
They got to I mean, put that final nail in the coffin. Klaus Schwab goes to the G7 meetings or the, the G20 world leaders meetings, and he's the keynote speaker. Who is he? Who right. is Klaus Schwab? Why is he the guy that is dictating to everybody? Nobody voted for him. Nobody knows. Nobody even knows who he is. If you go up to if you go up to 10 people on the street and you ask them, do you know who Klaus Schwab is? 10 of them won't even know. Like you're going to have to go to 100 people to probably get one person who actually knows who Klaus Schwab is or has at least heard of him. And that's the most dangerous problem in our country. And that's that's the real pandemic is the pandemic of ignorance in this yeah. country. That's deep, bro. That's deep. The thing I always say is that, you know, me and you were awake. Great for us. That's a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. But most of this country, no matter how much information we put out there, I mean, you think about like we talked about Alex Jones, that a mega reach he has, right? Yeah. He he still has not flipped over a huge percentage of the population to actually make real, real change. Right. It's just a, a, enough to kind of like be able to get some good protests going enough people to just say, to raise their hand and say no, but the, the mass majority we're looking for doesn't happen until all the entertainment stops. Yeah. And that's why they were so quick to bring back football. So quick to bring back sports during this global pandemic. That's killing everybody. But we got, mm -hmm. we better get these football games going. Exactly. Cause, cause I, I can't believe we're going to my football. Yeah. Cause people are going to sit at home. They don't want people sitting at home. You know, you watch everything on Netflix. You, you go down all the um, entertainment avenues you have. And then you sat there, you're sitting there locked in your house and you got to start doing some research about why this has affected me because once you go down that rabbit hole there's no turning that back you, dude, you can't go back from what you know i can't go back from what i know so exactly that's man. why they once... have to keep that entertainment going and that's that's what we're seeing so much with that kanye west right now that's why i hate that stuff right now oh dude i know i know i think it's a big distraction too with kanye west that's why i didn't even really mention it on any of my podcasts i i did a podcast this week and I, I didn't really go down that road. I could have. I could have clogged up my entire pot. But there's there's so much more important things going on. What's going on in China? What's going on with the, you know, they're, they're trying to bring back another pandemic. You know, they've been talking about it. They've been signaling it. Gates, uh, Biden, all these people, even, even Sam Bankman Freed, they all tell you there's going to be another pandemic. We have to prepare. Yes. We, we have to prepare for the next pandemic. We have to be ready for the next pandemic. I don't even. I don't even get how that's not like the biggest news story in the world, and I'm surprised it hasn't like really. I'm wondering what they're holding back because it hasn't collapsed the financial market yet. Dude, like, he, a, he went. He, so he did a seminar. He, yeah. he appeared as a speaker as a speaker for a seminar for the New York Times, and he got a standing ovation just last week. Yeah, I saw I saw some of the clips from that. I just I can't understand how you're a, like a legitimate business person um, in that world. And you're looking at that guy and you're like, I want that person to be my leader. <laughs> oh, dude, he was completely like propped up and set up. Like he used to play video games. He would play his Nintendo Switch during like a board meeting. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a uh, and that's that's the thing like with Kanye. It's like they have these just these weird alt people who seem super either medicated or like on that autistic spectrum and people yeah. are like guided to them to be their leaders. That's why, you know, some of these during the pandemic and stuff, some of these, these health officials are the most unhealthy looking people ever. Oh my God, dude. That is so just, funny, bro. From I Rachel Levine. People, yeah. I can't understand how these people, how just like if we were in a tribe and we were to really go back to kind of like that, 
that nature sent? Like, would that you want that person to be leading your tribe? Would you really want them to be in charge of anything? Oh my Just on God. looks alone. The, the woman from uh from Australia, Dr. Carrie Chant. I yes. mean, that woman just looks like a crypt keeper, bro. They look like they dug her ass up out of the coffin and like pumped her up full of blood and like reanimated corpsed her ass. Dude, and then <laughs> they, and then they, you know you ever you ever see Teresa Tam in Canada? Yes. Yeah, she looks like huge. an orc. She looks like an orc straight out of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, and the, it's just it just seems like everything's such a troll because everybody like I think a lot of more people are familiar with those people and then that that guy girl thing that stole the luggage. I think a lot more oh people would be God, familiar with all those all that weirdness, oh but then my they don't God. know who but then they don't know who Klaus Schwab is. I know who actually dude. looks like he actually like I, if I you see Klaus Schwab, I'd be like, all right, dude, you look like you know some stuff. You look like you're in charge. I can see how people could get behind wanting to listen to him. The, and then the rest of the sheep and stuff, just they want to follow these weird figures. It's so strange. Dude, you're so right. And I think it's all done purposefully. Like when you see that, the, the, the I don't need, I can't even call him a he or a him or a, or a they or a them or a she or a her. And these people almost look like aliens now. You know, the, yeah. the shaved head and like the weird body language. And, and then the other guy who's, who's like a, who's like a Satanist and he has all the Satan worshiping pictures all over his Instagram. And he's one of the big, big wigs over now at the white house. And dude, I mean, they, they put it in your face. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's just to, I think it's to make, to diminish your willpower to survive or to make you feel like, man, I can't even like this person's in charge. There's no way I could even stand up for myself. If this person somehow is in charge and has the whole backing of the system, you know? And I think they want to push Satanism. They want to make, like, obviously like, yeah, we know that through Hollywood, whatever it may be, little Nas X, uh, Doja cat, uh, Cardi B, what, what have you, they all promote Satanism, you know, subliminal messages at car at concerts, the whole deal. But um, now they're trying to get it into the institutions. That's why they show you the alien guy who does the puppy kink play. That's why they show you the Satanist guy who's uh, now a, a high ranking member in the White House. They want to normalize Satanism. That's why they have, uh, you know, the, the, the what what is it? The Church of Satan is like a legitimate religion, and th they want to legitimize it all to demonize Christianity. Yeah, and that's you know, I've like I said, I'm I'm pretty far libertarian. I don't really care what people want to believe. I think it's I think it's one of the main institutions of this country, right? Is the religious yeah. freedom. I agree with but, you. I agree with but you. It gets but, it gets really weird when there's such an, a major attack on Christianity and Christianity is not allowed that same type of freedom. That's when you get into a dangerous, weird zone. Like if you, you want to have somebody, one of those uh, officials in government came out and they were super pro-Christian, they would flip it into their white nationalists, they're dangerous exactly. for the country, all this other stuff. And they wouldn't allow him to have the religious freedom that they're allowing exactly. the, Satan, the Satan worshiper to have. And that that's when... You know, I've gotten closer to God over the last um, maybe five or ten years, um, really, really honing in on the fact that, man, this is a spiritual battle. I need to be sp spiritually prepared as much as I'm like actually physically prepared too.
Exactly, dude. And that's where I like I, I call it hypocrisy, but I think it's more than just hypocrisy. I, it's a blatant attack. That's why you see all the, the the LGBT. That's a religion, man. That's not just a political movement. That's a religion. And if you blaspheme that religion, then th they'll burn you at the stake. Just like yeah. the climate change. That's a religion. Just like the COVID and the vaccine. They worship the God of COVID. They worship the patron saint of COVID, Dr. Fauci. They use the vaccine as their sacrament. Right. And see, that's that's part of why I don't like some of the stuff about Kanye and then the and then a lot of the um political celebrity of the people on the right, because it, it's everybody wants to be a part of something. Everybody wants to find something to 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 worship, right? And I think when you start substituting figures whether they're figures on the left or figures on the right from from actual god then that's that's a problem on both sides if that it's makes idolatry sense, right? it's modern idolatry yeah and that's so much of what we see that's like that's what bugs me a lot because there's not you know we spend hours a week you know listening to what candace owens said or what or what this person said mm -hmm. and probably no time into our bibles and about what's actually really coming on because we're seeing it happen We've seen that 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 global takeover and it's demonic at the end of the day. One hundred percent, dude. And all these things, red pill. I woke up. The real red pill is is really in the Bible, man, because when once you start connecting those Bible dots and you see the parallels of what is written in Scripture and what's going on around you, you truly cannot unsee it. You can't you can't and you can't deny those connections too. you can't deny those dots connect. At, exactly, at point, man. And then when you reach that road, you just got to, you know, you got to accept it, I believe, and then decide how decide what you're going to do. Are you going to go with the left hand path or are you going to go with the right hand narrow path? And, and that's what you just said is so true, because in this day and age, you're either getting closer to God or you're getting closer to, to the enemy. Right. And have, the other is happening. There's and a I, push I've had like a complete happening. lifestyle change. You know, and I think I hopefully that's I think it's supposed to be normal. You know, the older you get, the the more you realize that you your hedonistic ways are are bad. You know, I've, by mm -hmm. by no means am I saying that I've always been perfect. And I think that a lot of people get wrapped up in they may have been into some of that hip hop culture. They may have been into oh, yeah. to whatever it was, and they feel like they can't go and change their life and you totally oh, dude hip-hop is completely satanic now i remember back when i was in high school that's when hip-hop really took a turn for the worst and then like sort of like the trap music was coming out and every i, I was i would say this to my friends i'd be like yeah dude i don't really listen to rap anymore because like every beat sounds like a halloween it sounds like halloween it's like very dark it's very low vibrational and then you listen to the lyrics it's just disgusting filth, man. There's nothing good about it. And then you see it, all the kids listen to it, all the soror. And then the girls, that's the thing that gets me. When I was a kid listening to rap, girls never used to listen to rap. Right now, you like I see all these all these girls, they drive around in their cars bumping Migos or Future or, you know, Lil Baby or whenever, whoever of the babies. There's so many babies out there. I don't know which baby to, to <laughs> single out, but that's the thing. Like girls now listen to this filth. Definitely weird because I, I I remember what you were saying. Like to me, it was like, you know, the guys were listening to, 
you know, the, the hip hop music, the cash money, uh, all that stuff was real big when I was coming up. Right. So yeah. that's, you know, and that's building a future for yourself, right. Making some money, hustling, going out there. You're, you're the yeah. man. Right. And then the girls were all listening to NSYNC and, yeah, and all that exactly. stuff. There was a very, a very big distinction between it. But now like those lines are blurred and it is all satanic, man. Like uh, what, what happened at that, that Travis Scott, right? Oh, dude. Yeah, man. That, that thing was nutty. My kid wanted to go to that show. And, you know, I'm, I have three boys and I'm a big believer in that, you know, as it'd be probably, I'd probably parent a little different if they were girls. Cause I want them to kind of create their own path. You know, uh-huh. I don't, I don't, I give them suggestions and, you know, I have some hard lines about what I'm going to allow and what I'm not going to allow. And that changes with their age. Right. So my oldest, you know, he's a little into the hip hop and stuff too, but he's also into everything. He has a wide spectrum and he wanted to go to that concert because a lot of his friends went to that concert. And I'm so happy. That's where I drew the line. Like, I'm like, yeah. you know, it's one thing you want to listen to it, but you don't need to be immersed in that. Yeah, and dude, it must be. I difficult. didn't even know it was that satanic until all the people died. I was like, man, I almost sent my kid to that. And now I've been, you know, more dialed into what that music is. And I've actually been trying to get pull them out of it a little bit more. Like, you yeah, don't need dude. to play that right now. It must be difficult, man. Can you talk to me about what it's like being a father now in this day and age when this assault on the children is just so focused and so laser targeted at the youth? Yeah. So, I mean, we moved to Texas about seven years ago and a lot of it was because of the school system. So I was not going to have these kids grow up in the California school system. We moved to kind of like a, a it's like a hundred, 150,000 uh, population area in East Texas. And all that agenda stuff is not in their schools. And that was very much by design. And, you know, a sacrifice to myself from coming from a big market to a small market. Um, but I just, I had, I knew that we homeschooled as long as we could, right? But I knew mm-hmm. at some point I wasn't going to be able to homeschool them. So I wanted to get them in the, the least indoctrinated school possible. And I think, you know, that's a difficult decision people have to make. But to me, it wasn't a really a decision at all. I, I get very confused by parents who continue to send their kids to these, um, you know, education camps. Yeah. And they don't agree with the, they don't agree with what's being taught. I would never personally do that. And I didn't do that. And I made several sacrifices. So, you know, I'm always of the mindset, if I could do it, you could do it. I don't really care what your your excuse is, if that makes sense. I know it's kind of harsh and cold, but, you know, if you're sending your kids to uh, pedophile story time against your will, that that's your own damn fault. You know, if you're like, yeah. oh, man, the school wants my kids to do it. I guess I have to. That's that's weakness. That's not leadership. That's not being a parent. That's not being an adult. Um, and then nowadays, like, you know, I said, if I I'd probably parent a little different if I had girls, but with these boys, I draw some pretty strict lines. I tell them, I tell them all the time and I'm very truthful with them about the world. I wish people were truthful with me about the world when I was growing up. Um, you know, I tell them they live under the tyranny of their parents right now, so, but the, the, you know, you just have to deal with that. Cause sometimes this messaging of freedom and everything gets a little convoluted with the messaging of parenting. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So exactly. I tell them, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the tyrant of the house, you know, I'm fair. I don't, I don't, over discipline i don't under discipline i try to make sure that um i give these boys some good survival skills teach them about prepping teach them about the world and i also just let them be themselves too and i, I facilitate them trying to reach their goals and dreams beautiful dude that's great are you crying 
No, I just have something in both my eyes. So, Lenny, your kids definitely know who Klaus Schwab is, right? If I asked them who's Klaus Schwab and what is the World Economic Forum, they would know? Right, please, sir. They're going to know exactly who he is. They're not going to know a whole lot of the details. Because, I, like I said about the schools and in, in growing up, they definitely try to indoctrinate you to a lot of stuff, right? So I want to indoctrinate them um, on a smaller scale. Like, I mean... All this conspiracy stuff can be really depressing, right? It can be, <laughs> can for you, sure, yeah. You know, so if you, I see it happen with, I've seen it happen with people who I've known over the years who are awake who are just doom and gloom and the hell out of their kids. Yeah. And I don't, I don't live in that type of fear, right? They know no, you who don't they seem are. like that at all, dude. You seem like a very high energy, uh, joyful dude. Yeah. And that, that's my main focus, man, because I think that's what they want to steal from all of us is our joy and our hope for a future. Because you could still that's one of the greatest things about America. You could still build such stuff. You could still um, create whatever type of life you want for yourself in this country. And they really hate that. Totally. You know, a lot of, They're miserable a lot of what as I hell. To them, yeah. A lot of what I talk to them about is uh, generational and family wealth. Right. And I'll use these globalists as as a teaching moment for them. You know, look at the Bushes, look at the Clintons. Here's this. Here's that. Right. Um, we grow up and we're taught. And, you know, I'm pretty um, I do I do pretty well for myself. Um, and, and I make sure that they understand that, you know, here's your car, son. But here's why. And, mm-hmm. you know, you shouldn't be turned off by nepotism. I think it's the greatest thing ever. And they want you to go out and create your own individual life and all this other stuff because it's harder to do stuff as an individual and they work as a group, right? Yeah. So I try I try to preach to them about working as a family, working together. Hey, you know what? I'm your father. And that's biblical too. You think about the, this, we talked about the Bible. In the Bible, they work together as families, right? And yeah. they pass down your inheritance and they and they would do all this stuff to build up the family wealth and the and the family um, name. So I work with them a lot on that stuff. You know, I've helped my, my oldest. He's going to be 18 this month. I've helped him uh, with a lawnmower business he did for a couple of summers. Um, you know, and I made I made him kick back to the big guy. But, <laughs> but it, was, it, it was a lesson in, hey, you know, I invested in you. You're going to invest some money. You're going to give me my investment back. But then also, too, I use that money to help buy his car, help pay for his insurance, that type of stuff. But I do put all those lessons in the backdrop of explaining who Klaus Schwab is. Hey, look at this economic forum. All this stuff you've seen happening in your school, here's the people who are actually pushing that agenda. It's not your teacher. So don't be mad at your teacher. Your teacher doesn't even know who Klaus Schwab is, and she's the one who's in charge of teaching you, and that's scary to me. So I I use it like that. I don't do the whole doom and gloom thing, if that makes sense. Totally, dude. No, it makes perfect sense. I love that. I love everything that you just said right there because it's true. They work to... They work together in tandem to separate us. And that's one thing that I've really realized since I've been doing this podcast is I've been connecting with people that I would never have made connections with if I didn't start doing this podcast. And they and they like don't yourself. want you to make they don't want you to make connections. They don't want you to make strong bonds and they want you to be um fearful and depressed uh, just like what i touched on in my episode where i talked about the medically assisted suicide medical assistance and dying they want to make the world so dire they don't want any light at the end of the tunnel for anybody that they say you know what i'm better off just being dead and they want to popularize that mentality to just off yourself 
And but it, it, Bill Gates doesn't off himself. Yuval no. Harari won't off himself. What do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? And, it, and it's all, it's also the, uh, you know, as Henry, Henry Ford said, right? The competition is a sin. <laughs> they don't they don't want any competition they don't want exactly. anyone working they don't want anyone working together uh creating parallel networks doing anything so they try to pr- promote fear about going into business with people about um anything any like people get real nervous just to talk to other people like wow, this is dude. It, i was literally having the same conversation with my wife the other day man that's this is so crazy it's synchronicity man keep going Lenny it is and it's just you know one thing that um you know I, I encourage people to do so my my big thing I push um as as a prepper right and is like a, a prepping influencer in a way uh, is that um I just promote this network I have called the preppers club right well people could come in there and they could you're gonna meet other like-minded people and you can share as much as you want it's it's on its own platform it doesn't have any of the cancel culture any of that stuff but um, you know, you get opportunities to promote gear, promote this, uh, promote this product when you're in the, have the type of reach I have and everything. Right. But I reject all that stuff and I don't do all that stuff because to me, the biggest preparedness thing is us coming together and in, in meeting more like-minded people, building these parallel systems, working together. You know, you come on my podcast, I go on your podcast, we co-mingle and share whatever influence and network we have. And it just grows from there. Right. And, and people have to start figuring out how to work together to build their own uh, world economic forum that's against the current world economic forum. Oh, man, I love so, everything you're saying, dude. So, yeah, you know, please, people. Yeah. Talk to us more about prepping and like how, how people can get started. Give the dot connectors advice on how to just sort of start prepping, because I know I need that advice as well. Well, I, I always te- talk about. um financial preparedness first when I'm talking to anybody about prepping, right? So I, I think that it starts with getting three months worth of bills, okay? If you have three years worth of food stored up in your house, but you're going to get kicked out in the next 30 days because you didn't pay your, your rent or you didn't pay your mortgage, it doesn't really make a much difference, right? You're going to be mm-hmm. eating that survival food out of, out of your car if you even made your car payment, right? So I think housing, transportation, in, in kind of like your, um, you got to get an idea of what your energy costs, water, all that stuff are on, on a monthly basis. I think if you start with a three month, uh, cushion of, of finances, then you could start getting into the preparedness aspect of putting stuff back. I really, I really think that everyone should start there because the biggest crisis we're going to face is, is our housing or transportation, right? You can't go to work if you don't have your car. I mean, what, what type of life are you living if you don't have housing? That's that's kind of the key factor for me. So I, I always start with financial preparedness. And then once you kind of have that dialed in, um, I start telling people they need to prep for the stuff that's most common. I always find it funny when you have uh, somebody who's getting a, a bunker dug up or they tell me about their bug out bag. And I do what I call like a basic prepper check with them. And they have thousands of dollars invested into a bug out bag, but then they don't have a fire extinguisher in the kitchen. Huh. <laughs> that, that, that's real funny to me so interesting i think you should start on kind of those household break-ins fires those type of things you're more likely to incur and then build from there then you want to do natural disasters right like what, yeah. what natural disasters happen in your area 
And then what are the what are the ways to be prepared for those natural disasters? And then you can move out from there into, hey, there's this transhumanist agenda coming in. They want to disrupt the the food supply line. I might be in a situation where I can't afford food or there is no food coming in for an extended period of time. How much can I put back? So there, there's a level and a progression to it to me. I've been doing this for a long time. So I'm at the point where it's, you know, how much I, we talk about stacking to the rafters, how much food could I have back? So if I have my housing secure, I never need to leave my house. Like I was not stressed during the, the pandemic. I was, or not the pandemic. I got to stop calling that during the government overreach and the <laughs> lockdown for the flu. I, I wasn't even demic. Yeah. The scam demic, man. I was just, I was just chilling at the house. Like, cool. I've been preparing 10 years for this. This is, I'm, I'm vindicated, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of people, totally. a lot of people reached out to me and said, man, I guess you weren't that crazy. Dude, yeah, that's so right. true, man. Right. They would demonize people who are preppers. They would goof on you. They would act like you're illegitimate, act like you're crazy. Who's crazy now? I'm really confident in myself and it never really bugged me, but I could totally see how that would um, deter people. From from just wanting to be prepared and dude, it's just I, like you said. It's just like you said how they deter people from talking about business, how they deter people from talking from getting together and uh, you know sharing their common ideas together and creating new alter alternative systems. It's all to deter you, keep you sort of in that matrix mentality, keep you in that bread and circus mentality of just waiting for your next entertainment piece to come along to you. Right, and that's. And, and that goes along with the, the preparedness too, man, is just not being sucked into their distractions, like really focusing on yourself. Like, you know, imagine like we're almost, we're a little over an hour of, of building, of doing this podcast, right? But we're building something, we're creating something that, you know, there's revenue streams that come off of podcasting, there's opportunities that come off of it, right? That's some real stuff that you could be doing versus, I mean, we could have spent this last hour sitting around watching football, doing nothing but being sucked into the matrix, right? Yeah. So my, my preparedness thing is to just get out and do stuff. I'm a, I'm a big advocate. Like, you know, I'm not a super fitness model or anything like that, but I'm a big advocate of getting to the gym, going out, hiking, doing all that type of stuff that actually creates for yourself. It doesn't just, you're just not existing in this weird TV world. So there you go. Dot connectors. That's uh, Lenny's advice about, uh, you know, prepping and it's almost like to me it's like martial arts in a way you can't just go straight to the black belt you can't just go straight to getting yourself an underground bunker and uh, a bug out bag you got to start you got to rank yourself up get, get financially stable get yeah with get people who are like-minded get a fire extinguisher in your kitchen <laughs> <laughs> right i mean just basics the basics you gotta start with the basics and Work then yourself healthy. up from white belt and then you right. can go up to those crazy things. Right. Crazier. And then just be, being healthy, man, is so key. They want us to be sick. They want us to be depressed. They want us to be sad. And, and we all, um, you know, myself included, I just, I just recently lost like 30 pounds. But, you know, we all are our own uh, worst enemies when it comes to that. But you're you're less subject to that to the mind control and the manipulation when you're when you're healthy. Yeah. Yeah. When you're physically Get yourself some uh, atomic deep earth iodine. Yeah, get the brain force, all that. <laughs> Vitamin mineral fusion. <laughs> Dude, do you, do you use the supplements while we're Dude, on? Dude, all the time, bro. I love vitamin mineral fusion. Dude, I, I like uh, I like all that stuff. My mom has had a complete like game changer in her life from that DNA force. Really? That stuff is ex yeah. <laughs> oh, she she man, she had like knee problems, she had surgery, this and that, but 
it regrows the telomeres, right? <laughs> she, she, she is, she is like so had a positive effect from that. It just, it encourages me, and I hope it does. I hope that I hope that stuff does not go away because there's a lot of people. I know, dude. Dude, that's I'm the thing, man. People try to goof on him about his supplements, but they're like legit. They're real. The fish oil, bro. The krill oil. That shit is real. Right. My mom it's loves the uh, the bodies. She she does the turmeric and like you know I'm not I'm not just plugging the Infowars store. I, I'm just saying, folks, dot connectors like supplements are real. Vitamins and minerals, they're real. They give you real benefits. Do yourself a favor and indulge a little bit. Right. You know, when people ask me what I use and, and what I do, I always send the links for that InfoWars. And it's, it's actually pissed a couple of people off. But I know, dude. Like, same. Yeah. Like people <laughs> laugh. They're like, oh, really? InfoWars? I'm like, bro, come on, man. Like, you think I'm going to like mess with you and not give you something that's legit? Right. I tell them, you know, if I sent you a link to the same product at the hippie store, you wouldn't even question it. You exactly. But I'm not going to do that because I'm trying to build my breakaway society, right? Yeah. Like it, bug, it bugs me so much that there's there's some stuff we have to go to this system for because it hasn't been created for us to get it from somewhere else. But I will overpay. I will, I will do whatever I need to do most of the time to not support this system. And so many people need to work towards just not financially feeding the feeding the the prison guards that are you know trapping us yeah dude a hundred percent and it goes back to what you said man they they just demonize everything whether it's making fun of people who were preppers whether it's uh you know making fun of conspiracy theorists or science deniers or anti-vaxxers and now everybody's getting hurt by this shot it's, right. it just goes anything that the mainstream tells you that's when you that's when you can pull up the red flag and be like, yeah, I'm not going to trust you. I know you've been lying to me. I'm not going to listen to what you say. I'm going to do yeah, the I opposite, just, actually. <laughs> that's like the best playbook ever is to do the opposite. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to get into. I've really enjoyed talking. Dude, same, man. Uh, Dot Connectors the last prepper standing not the last pepper standing the last prepper standing that's the name of his podcast you can find it on spotify you can find it on apple podcast and um you, you have a really big uh, instagram following too on your big instagram page can you yeah plug that for us please yeah i got american prepper group is the big one um o over ten thousand something man that's been a quite a journey um that page when it first started out for years I was getting millions of views um, a week. And then this whole scamdemic happened. It was down to tens of thousands, down to hundreds. And my, the what's it called? Like the followers and all that just came to a big slowdown. So wow. I have the American Prepper Group and Atlas Prepper standing on Instagram. And both of those pages have links um, to the Preppers Club. It's seven bucks for a, a lifetime membership. But once you, once you pay that seven bucks, you get in there you're with like-minded people who are focused on prepping who are against this new world order agenda and we're it's small it's growing but like anything that's worthwhile it's going to take time to build up so i would encourage people to check those out lenny god bless thank you for your wisdom thank you for your insight thank you for your advice man and uh i can't wait to talk to you more man thank you for connecting with me thank you for coming on connect those dots bro appreciate it thank you